On Demand, Geek Economy, the Sharing Economy Toolkit Podcast. Today, I feel especially lucky, uh, as usual, to have an absolute awesome founder with a super exciting idea that's growing very fast. Welcome, Ricky. How are you? Good, and thank you very much for inviting me. Yes, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So before we kind of dive into the business, it's always nice for, for particularly our listeners to understand just a little bit more about you, you know, your background, where you came from, and how or my doggy evolved and how it's got to where it is today. And um, so my background is I used to actually work for financial services in London. Um, I worked for Amer- mainly American Express um, eight years before um, I, I, I started for my doggy. And before that, I did a startup company in Panama. So in Central Panama. America, yes. Interesting. So you've and actually done quite, you, you jumped <laughs> ship from financial services. So congratulations. And Panama, so talk us about what happened in Panama then. Well, actually, I backpacked through Central America and I went yeah. to university in Mexico. So um, I backpacked oh, yeah. through Central America and I love Panama. I mean, now you were at the Pacific Ocean, you drove for an hour and a half and you were at the Caribbean, Caribbean Ocean, took a boat for 10 minutes, you were at an island. So I loved it. So actually, um, at the end of my backpacking around Central and South America, I just bought a one-way ticket back there and I started to look for a job. And I stayed Fantastic. there for a year and a half. I loved it. Such yeah. lovely people. Yeah. So how? So, so you were in financial services at the time. Talk me through the process of how, I suppose, Borrow My Doggy was born then. Yeah, well, um, while, you know, obviously I had a corporate life, at the same time, I come from a family where my parents really believe in us making a difference. So I've done a whole host of different things, including I used to do disaster relief work, where I helped deliver wow. aid after earthquakes, tsunamis and whatnot. So for me, it really is really important to me to also make a difference to people's lives. So what happened in 2012 was I bought a very cute brown Labrador called Eston. And we spent the entire day together. And I just remember thinking, why are people spending all this money on dog walkers or kennels or leaving their dog home alone when I would love to take care of a dog for free? And I thought it would make me so happy and I would help the dog owner so he would get help and then the dogs would get more love and attention. So I thought there should be a website connecting people like me with local dog owners and voila that was the beginning oh that's amazing so uh just again before we dive into the details you know how talk me through sort of jumping ship because i know a lot of our listeners as well are kind of in the process of toying with the idea that you've got a full-time job i mean it's it's a risky and scary process how did you manage to kind of move from one to the other then so i think everyone has a very different story and i think you know it's all about i think whenever you have an idea I think that I've heard the statistics it's about 60 to 70% um, of startup companies fail within the first two years. So I think the most important thing is really, you know, do something you're very, very passionate about and start building it, start making sure that, that it's not just you who see a problem, but there's actually other users. So um, when I had the idea back in 2012, I told one of my friends about it. And my friend told me the statistics and he said, well, you should really go to a startup weekend and learn some methodology about testing how, how to, to start up a company and whether people really want this. So we went to um, um, the Lean Startup Machine and then from there I pitched the idea and um, we built a landing page and then we um, put up posters in a local park. And then within three days, we had 85 people signed up. That is <laughs> and, so fantastic. Yeah, and it was. The, we asked them why. And, and it was everything from, you know, the old man down in Cornwall who just had an operation needing help with walking his dog to um, there was a student who grew up on a farm in Australia, 
now living in London, missing her dogs at home. And then there was also a family with a little girl who was yeah, begging yeah, yeah. for a dog and she was still scared of them. And the family didn't want to get one to maybe have to give it up. And at that point, when I read that story, I just started crying because I've always wanted a dog and yeah, yeah, we yeah. couldn't have one when I was a kid. My mom is allergic to dogs. That's fantastic. So I just started crying and I thought, oh my gosh, we must help her. So. I mean, and I started working on it in my free times and weekends. So, I mean, it, for me, it was never an option yeah. not pursuing this idea. And it's, it's the amazing. same with you, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly well, the same. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, let's talk a little bit more about the platform now. So, th- what is it and how does it how does it work, right? For both uh, dog owners and, and people looking to borrow dogs. How does it work? So, the way it works is people sign up and they create a profile. And they write a little bit about themselves or their dog. And then from there, they go in and search for the members, first and foremost based on location and then availability. And then from there, they read each other's profiles. Fantastic. And then once you found someone that you'd like to meet up with, well, you contact them, message, and then you meet Great. in a local park and you meet and you greet. So this is really about yeah, yeah. getting to know someone well in your local neighborhood. Yeah. It's not about handing a dog over to a stranger. Yeah, yeah. It's like you meet them several times, you do house visits, mm. etc. That's what I want to talk about as well, because um, even for us at Fat Llama, I mean, the trust element, I mean, everything that we're talking about here on platforms and meeting people is it's really based around trust. And it is, it's a three-way relationship, right? Mm-hmm. It's it, the, People often think that actually it's two people, but it's not. The platform is involved in the transaction somewhat and it's it's the responsibility of us to kind of make sure that things work out well so particularly with dogs because there's such an emotional connection there you know we're lending out cameras and drones and you know those sort of things it's less of you can just go and buy another one you can't just go and buy another dog so how, how do you overcome that sort of level of trust I would even argue that we have four parties involved in our platform because we have the dogs too yeah yeah well exactly <laughs> sorry of course I forgot so, yeah, 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 yeah. so um so the way it works is it's really, you know, it's it's about getting to know each other well, just like we do in all other aspects of our life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's you know, if you have a, a neighbor taking care of your dog, which, you know, I've been helping, I helped my neighbor with, with his dog way before clearly before my dog existed. Mm-hmm. But obviously we got to know each other. I went for walks with, with the owner in local parks first before I started to take care of mm-hmm. Aston alone. So this is really about getting to know people well. I mean, even that's what you would do with babysitters, right? Yeah, or yeah, dog sitters for that of matter. Course, of course. So, so I, we just looked at how do we act in other parts of life? And we, we all make friends throughout our lives and yeah, meet people in, in different parts of our lives. So boy, my dog is really not any different. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And, you know, again, I really want to talk about kind of your advice for other startup founders. I mean, you're obviously, I mean, the passion that comes across when you're talking about what you do and, and dogs and so on. I mean, it's just overwhelming. But what, what would be your advice for people kind of look back at when you were in your corporate job and you were considering toying with this idea? I mean, what would be your advice for someone in that period right now? I mean, what steps should they take? I think there's so many good events going on in, in the whole startup community, mm. whether it's at, you know, Google Canvas or different, you know, training weekends that you can go and test ideas and you don't have to have one yourself. You can just go. There's lots of people pitching ideas. You can find people you'd like to work with. And even a lot of the things you work, you know, pays off in, in other aspects of your life in your, yeah, in your current job. So I, I think it's really just getting involved, get to know people, get to know what people have done in order to succeed but mm-hmm. more important so what other companies have done that has failed along the way because it's really about learning as much as you can and then finding something that you're really passionate about yeah, something yeah, that you, as you know yeah, when yeah. you're willing to get out of bed or have yeah, you yeah. not sleep about because you just really want to succeed 
Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And in terms of, uh, look, you must have some awesome dog sharing stories. You must just have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, but it'd be kind of cool to, to really dig into a couple of those stories. Come on, tell, tell us a dog sharing story you'd like to share. Oh God, we get so many stories. Um, I think for me, it is um, the friendships that's been created. So for instance, the other day we got a story of um, a borrower that used a dog that they were borrowing as a ring carrier for the wedding. And Are I thought, because the dog is part of the family, right? Yeah, so yeah, even yeah, it yeah. wasn't known. And I think week before last, I met some of our older members. So they've been members for like three and a half years by now. And they've bought several dogs um, along the way also because some of, some of the dog owners have moved away. Mm-hmm. And I spoke with a little girl and she was talking, uh, telling me about the dog she's boring in a moment and she said our family just isn't complete when the dog isn't there oh, and then the mother amazing. started laughing and she said yes and then we called the owner and asked him if we can just come over and borrow the dog so yeah, yeah. it's those friendships and I mean the amount of you know kids exercising more and leaving the tv because they're out and about going yeah. for walks with their family and it's it's people getting to know their neighbors and it, it's just so lovely to see and and we are very humble over the fact that it's it's not us we've created a platform but it's members trusting each other it's mm. members making a difference to each other's lives and we're just fortunate to be part of part of that whole journey yeah amazing absolutely amazing so i mean who can use the platform can anyone use the platform well <laughs> yes i i would say we have had a few you know very young girls contacting us mm. and we are saying no no you have to sign up with your family yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's about we have had the same yeah. we have had the same yeah. well, we've had a scenario Paloma, where um We've had like a 10 or 11 year old, uh, you know, look to sign up and borrow a camera because he's like, look, my, my dad just wouldn't buy me this £3,000 DSLR camera for Christmas, you yep. know. So how, how does that work? So anyone can sign up and join? So, um, yes. Yeah, so basically, you know, above 18 years old um, and we have everything from students to retired people to, you know, young professionals, um, a lot of contractors too. So, and from a dog owner's perspective, it's it's absolutely the same thing. And dogs, we have every single possible dog breed yeah, yeah. you can possibly imagine. It's on our so platform. funny. Even I'm excited about this, right? Because I am in the process of thinking of buying an English bulldog. Uh-huh. Um, and apart from being you know quite expensive uh i i was kind of thinking maybe a try before you buy scenario i mean does that happen a lot for you guys it does happen a lot um and i think that's fantastic because a lot of people are thinking about getting a dog Mm. and it is a lot of work and Mm. responsibility um it's a lot of it's also financially expensive and you do need to have the right living yeah. space and even some people end up getting a husky which requires a lot of hours of run yeah. every day versus where the lifestyle might fit better for something a dog that's a little bit more calm and needs a little yeah, less yeah, exercise course, course. So, so i think even t- for the families or and people in general to get a dog that fits yeah, their yeah. their lifestyle and yeah. um, i think and the fact you can help someone else out mm. first is great Amazing. And some people end up not getting a dog yeah. after they have bought a dog and even kids they stop yeah. making because exactly, they realize exactly. you have to get up every morning yeah, yeah, yeah. to walk a dog but and, i think that, i mean that's just mm-hmm. fantastic right i mean for me that is exactly what i need right now going through this mm-hmm. sort of thought process because mm-hmm. you're dead right i might go and be like come on chas you can't have an English border. You're working all the time. It's never going to happen. Um, so look, that's fantastic. And the question that I also wanted to talk about is, I mean, Fat Llama really have a question mark around this as well. I'll be honest with you. Is how how things differ for in comparison to maybe cities, urban areas to, to rural areas. I mean, what's the difference for you guys there, and how, how does that work out? So I think in the countryside, people are used to 
moving further. Mm. So, you know, we have, you know, very strong communities both in cities and outside. Mm -hmm. So obviously in London, it's more convenient if there's somebody living on your street or, you know, next block over versus, you know, in the countryside, people um, are comfortable with driving much further. And sort of that's actually not any different from, I come, I come from sort of outside Copenhagen, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> where we are used to just moving further for yeah. school and groceries and e- everything everyone else. Everyone here is like, oh, I'm not, yeah. it's a mile away, that's way too far. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I'm the same here, but then I go to Denmark and I'm like, oh, a supermarket a mile away, that's yeah. absolutely perfect. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, on a more kind of broader scale, I mean, obviously, you know, certainly over, we always say at Fat Lama as well, it's, it's not just five years, it's like in the past year, right, as new as this, where platforms like Bora My Doggy, like Fat Lama and, and others are, are changing everything. And, it, and, it, and you're dead right in saying that it's powered by people, right? It's entirely powered by trust online and trust with online strangers, so to speak. But um, what does the future look like for, for pet sharing then? Does it have to stay with doggies? I think dogs need a lot of love and attention and walks several times a day so and there are 10 million dogs across the uk and ireland um, so and yeah, yeah. so that's our yes that's our focus um, mm-hmm. it's just really you know to get as many people as possible some more l- help with taking care of their dogs mm-hmm. you know when they're away for vacation or just walks during the week mm-hmm. or even socializing their dog is very mm-hmm. important um, and yeah, there's so many dogs to get more love and playtime and borrow some happy dog time. So we, we have our pauseful in the moment, as yeah, you would yeah, say. It's fantastic, fantastic. Well, look, I think we'll kind of round it up there. You know, just I'm, I'm so thankful for having you in. I mean, it really is your passion for the business and passion for what you're doing and passion for your customers is just unbelievable. So thank you. Uh, and yeah, we'll kind of draw a line there. Fantastic, and thank you so much, and all the best of luck with it for you too. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you. Cheers. Bye.